0: Doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. My guest on the podcast today is Live Anderson. He's vice president and chief strategy officer at Augsburg University.
1: The future of higher education is going to be about changing from... Uh, universities that are serving college-ready students to serving students as an organization that is student-ready. The trappings aren't going to be the same. The uh, programs aren't going to be the same. The college student of tomorrow just is going to be different. The drivers for that change, that need, are that students can afford this. I mean, we've got to get real. I don't have, I don't think we have seen yet the promise of what technology and online can mean. We need to adapt to serve those students and deliver on the promise we're making to them.
0: This is life. He leads the institutional planning and effectiveness at Augsburg University in order to realize the college vision through the implementation of the Augsburg 2019 strategic plan. The university is based in the heart of Minneapolis and has built a strong academic reputation in the liberal arts professional studies since 1869. It offers undergraduate and graduate degrees to more than 3,500 diverse students and educate them to be informed citizens, thoughtful stewards, critical thinkers and responsible leaders. During this interview, we'll specifically focus on the vision that's been set out by Augsburg University's president, Paul Privenau. He challenges higher education to change its focus from students being college-ready to institutions being student-ready. And at the same time, Bribenau is now bringing new clarity to Augsburg Value Proposition for what he calls a three-dimensional education. In listening to the podcast, you will learn three things. First, how these important concepts are being equipped at Augsburg. Secondly, what's driving this change. And thirdly, how technology can help to succeed. So to start this off life, the future of education,
1: which is a Very broad topic. What is your view on this? Um, I think it's going to require kind of significant adaptive change for higher education to remain relevant in a world where a different value proposition is at play. The uh, systems of privilege that made higher education previously available only to a certain sector is uh, that that's all changing and and we're the future of higher education is going to be about changing from uh, universities that are serving college-ready students to serving um, um, students as an organization that is student-ready, ready ready for the reality of the contemporary student. Um, And there's so much there that's changing. Who our students are is changing. So at Augsburg, we're very lucky because we have been changed by these wonderful students. And these students have taught us about the world today and the future and that's what's going on here that's our change so i think the future of higher education is i mean the big the big word is change it's not going to be the trappings aren't going to be the same the the uh, programs aren't going to be the same the college student of tomorrow just is going to be different so what do you think are the biggest changes then that are and,
0: and what are the drivers for those changes mm-hmm. what is different about a student today that it was, for example, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think students are coming with a different... Uh, with a, uh, with varied expectations. I think our, our messages... our message hasn't been clear, as Katie was talking about this morning. This notion of promising um, a ladder up to the middle class through the kind of job... Um, uh, we're gonna have to get much more specific and uh, much better at, at clarifying and then make and then realizing that promise. And it comes down to something as simple as institutions haven't even agreed with among them, you know in themselves about what they are for. Are they, are they for the actualization and making a life of students? Or are they for um, training and making a living and uh, uh, gaining entrance into professions for our students? And I think real clarity is going to be required on that topic. I think that's the thing. The drivers for that change, that need, are that students can afford this. I mean, we've got to get real. They cannot afford this. So the stakes are very high. Um, And it comes down to even the particular timing and details. I mean, Tana, I can't tell you how much time here we spend working around the reality that financial aid is available to our students for four years. That's it. So if you mess around, even in a good way, in your second year, and you switch around a little bit or you stay in Europe a little longer than you were gonna, you are in trouble financing the final uh, part of your college education. And so here we are um, serving students and a growing percentage of students who have spent a huge amount of money, borrowed a huge amount of money, and aren't finished. And so what does that mean about the promise we made to them about getting a job? They're not going to get the job without a degree. So I think um, both clarity about our purpose is going to be required, but we're also going to have to get really good in that kind of detailed work about completion, um, like we've been talking about, you know, early detection of problems, the complex path, the changing path. Um, And I think... The drivers are a, a, a broader uh, population of students coming to us than in previous eras and a highly constrained financial model. It's a model that just doesn't work. The so, cost doesn't
0: work. So, so what is the role of technology uh, according to your views? How yeah. can technology help to fix this problem?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I would say that there are some, a few different horizons. I mean, I think I think there's uh, there are some things that I think we can know and state confidently, and you've been talking about them. We've been talking about them uh, today, and that is, you know, um, uh, eliminating eliminating processes that can be automated and eliminated, providing people more direct access in natural ways, as you were showing, to complex processes and getting through them. Um, I think this idea of CRM and switching around the whole enterprise system question to focus on the, the student and the particular process and, and follow that student, things like more advanced workflow, but not just behind the scenes workflow, having the student being actually the core uh, player in that workflow, Those are that I think is this nearer horizon. And I say that because that's not done. I, I you know, I don't want to be out um, on the next level horizon when this one mm-hmm. is actually has a huge amount of promise. It's it's practical. I mean, it doesn't. It's not the topic of TED talks, but it's really important. And I think um, we're gonna in the next decade really lean into those benefits, eliminating work that's repetitive. Um, new natural ways of interacting, um, direct access to students and real time intelligence, uh, helping. Those are, again, not that innovative, but really key to us making a the difference. Then I think further out, it gets really hazy. I think it's really hard to talk about. Um, and we, we touched on it a little bit this morning. I think it's about, uh, uh, the, Technology helping in uh, the longer range future of higher education. I think it's really more about playing a role in the actual learning. So instead of really what we've been talking about here in my kind of first horizon is administration.
0: Right?
1: True. And um, we, I don't have, I don't think we have seen yet the promise of what technology and online can mean to actual pedagogy and student learning, the experience of the classroom. Um, But I would say that that's that next horizon. We're going to work on administration, and that's going to be innovative to us and our students, but maybe not broadly. What is the, the fundamental outcome that technology should help to
0: achieve? I mean the way currently education is working and the way education should work in the future. Um, mm-hmm. what, is, what do you, you sum it up?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I would sum it up using, using Augsburg's own kind of planning language, um, which is fairly new here, but I, I mean, I think it fits. And that is, um, um, we, we, we're, we're starting to talk now about our goal being a three-dimensional education. So we're not going to pick and choose, we're actually going to describe the interactivity of three dimensions that make up education. Make a living is one of them. So that leans right into that professional question. That, you know, the university is about is, is about that. That is that's true. But it's not independent. And it's in a complex relationship with the other dimension another dimension, which is to make a life. And that's about the whole person. That's about actualization. That's about growing up and knowing that I have certain interests or certain gifts, but then actually being able to uncover further those gifts and find a network of people. And you know what I'm talking about, and that is discover. I mean, college does that for many, many people. Um, and we don't have to argue about make a life make a living, because we know that the best examples of what uh, higher education can do actually address the intersection of that, right? True. Making a life and making a living. The third... But does it? Does it today? I think it does. I think it does. It's just uneven. It's too uneven. It's not... uh, It's not... It's not... We're not accountable enough to the promise, and the promise is so great that it's worthy of a deeper accountability. And then I think the third dimension, and the one, one that's really uh, differentiates Augsburg, is so make a living, make a life. And the third one, we say, is build community. And that goes to our theological tradition, something that all of us here feel passionately about, no matter what our religion is, and that is that our gifts call us into the world to do good in the world. And so we're not done when we make our life and we make our living. We have to build community. And so these are the three dimensions. And that third dimension at Augsburg is very special. The ability for us to be have our students really engaged. And our students are engaged in this neighborhood. Their very first week of life at Augsburg has them out in the community doing service work and getting to know the organizations in this neighborhood and meeting the citizens of this neighborhood so that these students gain the experience of their lives and their gifts having a purpose in context. So in community, building community. Augsburg really believes in democracy and believes that building democracy requires active, engaged citizens and this is a core part of our uh, distinction. So you're asking about the future purpose. And for us, I think that's getting, getting even clearer. And we're not going to choose between professional uh, track and liberal arts track. And we're not going to see the where we are and engagement as some just instrumental tool to get better at my job. Instead, we're talking in terms of this three-dimensional kind of education. Make a living, make a life, and build community. So ideally, I think in the future, we're going to be accountable for having delivered on this kind of three-dimensional education. That's that's what's in the conversation, leadership conversation at Augsburg now. So, so what do you think are the, the biggest hurdles to, to
0: overcome in order to do an even better job, to take it to the next level?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would describe what... I don't know what the biggest ones are, um, because that means I can see them all, and I can't see them yet. But I have to say that the amount of transactional administrative noise is, um, is a lot to handle for a small organization. And so that even with the technology present, our implementation of that, the culture change required the process change required, even the money required to license and implement that, those are serious hurdles. I mean, those aren't, those aren't fascinating TED Talks, but that's our reality here. If we're gonna provide this three-dimensional education, we have to get better fast at how to handle the administrative kind of transactional work and change how we work every day and work with students. So I'm having trouble seeing beyond that barrier right now because, you know, as an institutional leader, you know, it's, it's, you know, it might not be that high. I can see over it, but it's really broad. How are we going to do all of this? Um, so what are your advice,
0: for example, you, you're, you're talking to organizations that are thinking about it. What is the advice
1: you give them or what is the experience you, you, you yeah. provide them? Yeah, I challenge them. I say, ask yourself the kinds of things that you know are going to need to be different. That you, and you know you're going to have to configure one way now and you know it's going to have to change or it's likely the things that have really made you mad in the past because we've changed, we split two schools in half and now we got to redo the whole GL. Get specific about a few scenarios and really challenge, really challenge yourself and challenge your, your sales team to work through how, how that would happen. And in that process, you'll see, um, uh, the ultimate kind of value. And if that's if that kind of change has been your kind of uh, a key barrier or key challenge in the past, or if you have any notion that it is going to be in the future, I would really urge you to prioritize that above other things, above how many of your immediate college colleges in your region are using what product, um, uh, maybe some particular interface issues, to really try to prioritize that platform for change, and 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 I don't know that they always uh, follow me on that because we're we're running small institutions or large ones, and fear is part of this. And I get that fear. I don't I don't downplay it at all. I have a huge responsibility here, and if I choose a, a the wrong framework and spend all of our money on it, this is serious for our institution. Um, but I think it takes work to recognize and reflect on what really are likely to be the business problems. Good,
0: thank you. What would be your your conclusion about the the, the next big thing you you need to accomplish? At Augsburg.
1: Yeah. At Augsburg the next big thing is um is a deep, deep dive on processes, administrative processes and pedagogical Approaches to students' student success. Augsburg has managed to attract, and we're deeply grateful for that. A whole now new uh, diversity of students coming out of communities that um, you know haven't uh, had a tradition of uh, uh, college first generation students, uh, immigrants, new Americans, um, uh, and we need to adapt to serve those students and deliver on the promise we're making to them uh, about that higher ed can help them make a living, make a life, and build their communities. And so we're going deep into student success processes. That's that's the next step. That's the current work.
0: I think this uh, sums it up really nicely, Life. Uh, Thanks for this. It was fun talking to you today. And uh, I'm impressed with where you think education should go. For everybody else, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor today to speak to Live Anderson. He's the vice president and chief strategy officer at Augsburg University. I can imagine you want to reach out to him, learn more about life, and you can do so. You can find him, of course, on LinkedIn, but you can also go to the website of Augsburg University, which you can find at www.augsburg.edu. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this. To create a broader awareness of what can be. To accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations. And lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information read my blogs or obtain information on working with me just visit me on my website valueinspiration.com thank you for tuning in and you can do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback i'll see you shortly in a new episode